Ooh. Break, draft, trade. Hot take. I'm not a big fan of chips. If I wanted like Captain Crunch salty. What? That's, Captain Crunch is not salty? There is no chips named Captain Crunch. That's a cereal. It's sweet. It cuts the roof of your mouth. It what? Cuts no. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> There's nothing like a good kettle cooked salt and vinegar chip. Oh, Mike, you are speaking my language. Uh, right? Like, it's just so good. Oh. Oh my God, stop it. I can't even eat that right now. Please stop, please. I need that in my life and my soul. Mm. Nick, are you a salt and vinegar chip person? No, you should be. I don't know <laughs> if we can still be friends. I need a time out. <laughs> what? I don't know why you're freaking out. There's like 11 of us. That like salt and vinegar? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they're always in stock at the gas station. <laughs> they're always there. You can always find them. I love when you open it and that vinegar smell just hits you in the face. And I'm just like, I love vinegar. I literally could just drink vinegar straight though. Like I put vinegar on everything. I like chicken cutlets with vinegar. Yeah. Well, you know what else? Like I put Worcestershire sauce on everything too. Oh, that's how they say it? Not Worcestershire? Now it's Worcestershire? Well. Have you ever seen the YouTube video? No. It's pronounced no thanks. Yeah. Because it's Worcester, Massachusetts, but then it's not that for the sauce. You know, I grew up like 45 minutes from Worcester, Massachusetts. You grew up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I didn't grow up near something. Massachusetts <laughs> is literally an inch wide on a map. <laughs> you grew up in nowhere. That means that I didn't grow up close to something. <laughs> Break, draft, trade. That's going to be a sound bite. Yeah, there you go. You got a good one. <laughs> so today we're doing a mock draft of last year's rookies. Boom. Yeah, very straightforward. I'm so smart. I'll be telling people semi-weekly. I know. I said something about like, you know, tune in next week. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't have put that pressure on Nick. <laughs> tune in again in the future. Tune in again. Probably in two weeks. -ish. Maybe. Hopefully. We can't promise. Did you get to listen to it? Not yet. Oh my God. It's so good. I will do. It's my favorite. Nick and I were just talking about it. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like the conversation flowed really well. There was a lot of like good questions that came up and good answers. And I thought the content was like easy to follow. Like sometimes we get on subjects that bore me to tears. <laughs> that I'm like really excited. And then the humor aspect was just so good. So good. I mean, I, I sang three times. How do you not love that? Oh, great. I get to pick Drake London, MJ's favorite. Not necessarily. I mean, I can do whatever I want, right, Mike? There's no rules. Uh, kind of. I mean, I don't have to do what Iowa tells me, right? Within a couple spots, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go taking anything too crazy like Miles Gaskin. He's not even a rookie anymore. <laughs> it's been a while. No, he's not. I might try to sneak Amon Ra in there. I'm just saying. Ooh. Like a shot? Yeah, we'll call it that. Did it grow a little hair on your chest? I mean, yeah, I'm up to 11 now. <laughs> barely any, barely any. What? That's not even a thing! No, I, I had three until I was like 21. Now I'm up to like 12. 12 what? We're getting there. Hairs on my chest. <laughs> Well, like the opposite. Like I've got like three hairs on my head. You've got, I've got no hair on my chest, all my hair on my, well, I guess you do too. We're, so we're kind of the same. Yeah. Is there more hair on Papa's chest or Noble's chin? <laughs> oh my God, I have so much hair on my chin. It's stupid. I can already feel one. Like what? Oh God, Satan, Satan coming through my chin.
in. <laughs> I feel like that's a strange place for Satan to come after. My chin. <laughs> Take it on the chin. <laughs> Alright, give me like two minutes, I'll be ready to start. Alright. Cool, I'll have to grab a beer too. Oh man, you guys just leave me. I'm always here, I can hear you. Mike, <laughs> like, I'm like your mother. I have ears and eyes in the back of my head. I just picked Tony Pollard in a draft. Isn't he hurt? 42 years old, I'm so worried about what my mom might say, I'm just saying. My mother sits at the left hand of the father. <laughs> and by the father. Uh-oh. The Lord above. Okay, speaking of the Lord, I need the Lord to get me through this pod right now, so let's get started. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can follow me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF or find me on Sleeper at Nobleg711. <laughs> and allow me to introduce you to the smartest guys I know in the fantasy football world. We've got the bougie, fabulous, satin pajama wearing, we got Mike, and you can follow him on Twitter at underscore Papa Bear Claw. Mike, say hello to your fans. Hello. And of course, my partner in crime, my bestie in the fantasy world, the number one Iowa fan, the only Iowa fan I happen to know, <laughs> Mr. Nick James. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at Iowa in the NFL. Nick? Say hello to your fans. Hello, hello. That was like almost a compliment. <laughs> almost. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. I do my best. Thank you. All right. So for today's show, uh, we are going to be mock drafting the rookies from last year. So we are going to put the rookies from last year in the order we would pick them in this year's drafts. You're doing great. So this should be interesting. And you are on the clock. All right. <laughs> I get the 101 because ladies before gentlemen, and they always let me go first. It's like they know by now when they pick their order, they're like, yeah, we're just not going to take Gina's spot because she likes to go first and we don't want to hear her whine. So here we go. Starting off the draft, I am going with the rookie, the Michigan State, Kenneth Walker. Do you have Walker first, Papa? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, me too. If Bre The only thing that would have changed that is if Brees did not tear his ACL and was putting up those. RB1 games like he was early in the season. Yeah, he would have had to have just been so bad for the back half of the season, healthy, to end up behind Kenneth Walker right now, but it's the fact that he could miss games, even though the most recent reports, like, optimism for the beginning of the year, but if you do the math on the timeline, it sounds like that would be incredible if it were to happen. Yeah, I would definitely not be as optimistic mm -hmm. as, like, uh, some people are right now with Hall coming back real early in the season kind of just blown it up. Yeah, I know his injury was less severe than, like, a Dobbins injury or Javante injury, mm -hmm. but it is still an ACL tear. So, you know, I, I still expect him to slow down a bit. I think I would have chosen Brees Hall in the 101 had he not gotten injured. I really, really was excited about Brees Hall. Walker down to Hall. Walker, do you want to walk down the hall? <laughs> Walking down to Hall with the second pick of the draft. Up next is 
is our bougie papa, Mike. I, I went with Brees Hall here. I probably have him closer to what Nick's probably going to pick next than most people do, but I still think he's kind of the clear two. Had he not gotten hurt. His first few games of the rookie season were a little weird. It was like, like everything was kind of getting dumped off. I guess uh, that was when Zach Wilson was injured, but he kind of really picked it up uh, until he got hurt. Put up like three RB1 finishes. He kind of showed everybody what they were excited about going into the draft, but unfortunately towards ACL, and that's the only reason he's dropped down to two. Okay, so we've seen players, um, we'll use Saquon Barkley as an example, tear their ACL and have some really bad injuries. Do you foresee that being a possibility with Brees Hall in next season when he comes back? Do you think it should be expected? He may be a little slow next season, but then maybe season following will be back to like the Brees Hall we saw in the beginning of this season before injury? I mean, that that's kind of like what's expected. Any any kind of ACL injury with a running back is, is going to slow them down. Uh, granted, this is a more straightforward just tear at the ACL. He didn't have any additional things and, you know, obviously we're not into next year, so we don't see if he re-injures something or has anything happen again. You know, it's a lot different than like the Dobbins injury where he also tore part of the, tore, uh, the hamstring and, you know, that kind of made him unable to actually move his, move his knee and actually stretch it and work it out prior, which is what you're supposed to right after an ACL surgery. So that slowed him down a bit. Basically, I think the expectation for Brees Hall should be somewhat in between, you know, being ready for week one and being out half the season. It's kind of tough to compare him to Barkley because they're different ages. It's not like Barkley got hurt his rookie year, you know, like Brees Hall did. He was a bit older at that time on an underperforming team, so people dropped him. The kind of opposite's going on with Brees Hall right now. Everyone kind of saw the upside he had that, that year, starting to see people come back like Saquon Barkley from the ACL injury. He's still being selected as a top five running back in startups right now. I think a comparable situation might be like J.K. Dobbins. Missed the first couple games this year and then came back and then was out again for basically a while and then finally came back towards the end of the season well over a year after the injury and put up several really good games. Three of his last four over 90 yards rushing on 13 or more attempts. So if you have that kind of expectation with like Brees, maybe Brees is a little bit better but that doesn't necessarily mean he's more like Wolverine and Hills faster. It could be something where he comes back and then he's not as exciting and then by the end of the year maybe he starts picking it back up and back on pace as long as he avoids re-injury but I think if if you're taking him like the second running back off the board or even the first in Dynasty right now if you exclude Bijan I think it's a little bit too optimistic without the realizing that he's going on IR for the first half of the season or on the pup for the first X amount of games I think like his value might be spiking a little bit right now with the recent news even then dude hasn't even crested 22 yet if it's a slow year then you get him at 23 that's the age of some rookies we're about to draft so still super high hopes for Brees Hall long term next year I'm a little pessimistic it's just a weird situation because normally this is like a, a dip I would be all into buying you know ACL running back you know get him late in, later in the startups and everything stash him for the following year keep the expectations low and you just can't do that with him you kind of already taken him at the peak well with low expectations you have to be looking at the Jets QB room the same way and even with that Garrett Wilson was still a high-end wide receiver three in his rookie season at 22 years old I am pretty confident that they end up with a QB upgrade this coming season I don't think it could get worse <laughs> yeah it would be pretty difficult Garrett Wilson did well with subpar QBs so with a QB upgrade that's just what makes Garrett Wilson be my favorite one going forward I'm not as 
convinced that uh, like the Saints get a QB upgrade or that the Falcons get a QB upgrade. I'm thinking the Jets do. I think they're the most likely. I mean, absolutely. If you just like look at like Garrett Wilson, like uh, you really can't like look at like the yardage and, and all of that just because of the quarterback play that year. But if you just look at the targets and how often he was targeted each game, uh, he was the first like 15 targets, 14 targets. And you just go, you know, look at each game. He was getting targeted a ton, even if he when he wasn't putting up the points. Yep, and it got better as the season went along. For our fourth pick, we have to basically do a consensus. For me. I'm probably going to go Chris Olave. I agree. I'd go Olave. Same situation as Wilson. Yep. And my debate is between him and London. Yeah, I think it's kind of a crapshoot either way. I mean, they... I'd probably still be taking Pickett over London. Mm, Yeah. But I I also think London's undervalued right now. I think he's going to be fine going into next year. But just, you know, get a quarterback at this point. Another dude who has even crested 22. One of the younger players in the entire class with Drake London. The QB situation was terrible and they just cut Marriott. So it's Ritter. Is obviously there's going to be another QB on the team. I don't know if they're going to be behind or ahead of Ritter, but at least he has the floor of Ritter next year. I don't know if that's a great thing. That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> the floor of seven points. <laughs> not even. All right. So fourth player off the board is going to be Chris Olave. We are looking for the go-to quarterback. Mm. So Chris Olave, who what we would say his main competition as far as wide receivers Michael Thomas if he's healthy. Gross. Yeah. Jarvis Landry. Gross. Traquan Smith. Gross. Juwan Johnson. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Mm. If he plays. Yeah, so in other words, like Chris Olave has no competition, but it's so funny to listen to you say gross when it comes to Michael Thomas because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that Michael Thomas was a first round pick in drafts. I'm not sure I was alive the last time he played. <laughs> it was ages ago. <laughs> You were an infant. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a long time. It was somewhere around the invention of the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Well, since I've been on Earth twice as long as you, Mike, I promise you he did. Well, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember watching it. All right. So that leaves me with um, the fifth pick. You know what? I'm going to go off of my little cheat sheet a little bit here, and I'm going to pick Amon Ross St. Brett. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, actually, I'm not kidding. (laughs) And the crowd groans. Um, he would be a fantastic pick. I'll have you know, you can deny it all you want, but I'm just saying I was right. Mike mentioned him and strictly based off of positional scarcity, I'm going Kenny Pickett here. Ooh. You know, second option would have been Drake London. Obviously, Olave and London, we talked about just a second ago. Neither have a quarterback to be super excited about or a quarterback at all. I'm not really sure what's happening in Atlanta, although Drake London London doesn't have a whole lot of competition either. Year two is going to be a lot better for Kenny Pickett. He's going to go in with some some momentum. That's what I'm going with. That's a great pick. Thank you. I like it. Thank you. Want to know a really interesting thing about Pickett? I would. In the last eight games, he threw one interception. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) The guy who, when he started, he had like that three interception game, the fumbles. Last eight games, one interception. Good for Kenny Pickett. For leagues that penalize you for interception, which I think is most leagues, right? Having a quarterback that doesn't throw intersection, intersections, 
<laughs> Who doesn't run red lights. <laughs> he doesn't stop. No. Runs intersections. Having a quarterback that doesn't throw interceptions can definitely be a valuable asset, especially if your league scoring is going to penalize you in a big way for interceptions. Scott Fish. Scott Fish. Scott Fish is a huge one. You definitely want quarterbacks that don't throw interceptions. So Bridging us to the next pick. <laughs> bridge over troubled water. We could we could call Drake London. Uh, London bridges falling down to pick six. <laughs> Back to Mike. We have the sixth pick. London bridges are they falling down or are they being rebuilt? Oh, they've fallen, which is a great time to buy. Absolutely no quarterback play last year. I went with London this London with this pick did not look great. I had him as my one hundred three, one hundred three or one hundred four. I was taking him in rookie drafts last year, and he's he's only fallen a couple spots. But the optimism is. That he gets a quarterback and they get some kind of passing game going on there to get him involved. He's got just pits there as far as competition, not really anything as far as wide receivers. Maybe they bring one in, but I really banking on him getting a quarterback. Nice. All right. Moving on to Mr. Iowa. We got the 107. It falls off pretty quickly here. I really was debating this one, and I'm rolling with George Pickens because even if it doesn't work out this year, he's gonna be still what 23 going into the next year. Rolling the dice with Pickens, his quarterback scenario is better than the other wide receivers. You'd think like, oh, Rodgers coming back. Christian Watson, we don't know. Rodgers is coming back. QB situation is either a howl. And with Pickens being younger than all of them, I'm rolling with Pickens splitting the tie due to long-term insurance of value. You're not concerned that like Pittsburgh just drafts another wide receiver in the second round, kind of like they do a lot. If they trade Deontay Johnson, maybe. Yeah. So for the fourth pick, we have a consensus pick here. And I'm curious who you would take, Mike. Christian Watson. Not scared of love. No. Not scared of love. He, they say he's ready. The guys who are paid that say that he does good things said he does good things. I was going to take Christian Watson in my pick if yeah. he didn't get picked here, so I agree. As long as he stays healthy. Christian Watson's a huge playmaker. He wasn't that consistent. He was he was hurt all of last year. Yeah. If he can put together a string of healthy games next year and kind of put together a rhythm, he's going to be a big part of that offense. Yeah, he's a pretty exciting player. I would say Burks, and it's because I think Tannehill is probably a better quarterback than Jordan Love. Maybe. Burks has the higher investment and is okay. I understand Watson definitely did more in his rookie season. I'm, I'm losing the tie here because it sounds like Noble's going Christian Watson. Is that correct? I am. Okay. Craig's going Christian Watson too. Yeah. Cartman actually is the one who texted me. <laughs> yeah. All of Green Bay. He made the drink. <laughs> yeah, he did. So there Very you go. Good. Christian Watson at uh, 1.08 of the, the 2022 rookie class. I I do understand going Burks, though, completely. They're really, really, really close. Is that a hint for my next pick? Yeah. You could make an argument for JMO, but yep. you could make an argument for White and be the person who's just, like, all on board of the Tampa Bay backfield just going to establish the run going into next year. I was leaning White, but you guys didn't mention him until, like, the third person. You mentioned two players above him. I think I'm going to go Rashad White. I mean, are you guys mad about that? Not at all. Nope. He, he was my second after Burks right now, with Fournette being cut today. I'd probably take him still after JMO, but that could change. No, I, based on the information coming out of Tampa Bay, I think I'm going to go Rashad White. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go all in on Rashad White here and just hope for the best. I'm crossing my fingers and my toes on this pick <laughs> that they decide to run with Rashad White and I, I mean, they'll probably, what, bring in they have old guys there, don't they? Who do they even have? 
have on their roster right now for other running backs. That's the point. We don't really know. How dare you besmirch the name of Keyshawn Vaughn? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. He's so irrelevant, I forgot. <laughs> is Bernard even still there? He is still on the roster on Sleeper. Okay, so that makes my pick even more confident here. So we've got Keyshawn Vaughn. You had no idea Fournette was cut. <laughs> No idea. Mike, don't tell my secrets. <laughs> in light of that news, Keyshawn Vaughn is basically invisible in Tampa Bay, and Bernard is literally 175 years old. I'm pretty confident with my pick here. I like it. Me too. I like it a lot. Okay. I think that White could be a great starting running back. He could be the primary running back on the Bucks. I'm just not confident that he's going to be the only running back of his caliber on the roster come week one. You know, they could easily bring somebody else in. There are so many free agents. This is the loaded 2023 rookie class, which is everyone's hyping for the running backs. There's going to be some of those available. They're going to bring somebody in. How good of a player do they bring in to determine where I have Rashad White? That's the correct answer. Yeah, and we have no idea what the quarterback situation is going to be in Tampa Bay either. Could be Trask. Could be, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Trask is a starting quarterback, maybe. Could be Trask. Could be Trash. Yeah. We don't know. The way they're talking, it's like, we've been preparing for whenever Brady was going to be gone. And we're excited about Trask. It's like... Mm, is he an excitable creature? I don't know. Are we ever excited about Trask? I think the kids say <laughs> cap nowadays. Yeah. What's cap? What do you mean? Oh, you don't know what cap means? This is, this is a great moment. We don't need to... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it means when oh, lady. when you are lying. Man, I'm going to go do another shot before it gets to my pick while you learn cap. <laughs> what is mm -hmm. Like, I know put Papa Cap mm -hmm. in him. Mm -hmm. okay. It's not that right. one. No, it's no, different. No, you need it farther forward in the future. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I, guys, I'm old lady. Like, I'm mm -hmm. like the grandma that doesn't know the inside mm -hmm. scoop. So when the children say no cap, that means not lying. When they say cap, that means they're saying it's lying. Oh, that's stupid. Can we get new verbiage? So you'll see the little emoji for the blue cap. That's what they're saying. Wait, what? What blue cap? Like Show the, me this emoji. This is ridiculous. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it is not. It is. Uh, show title, N Noble Learns What No Cap Means. I have to teach my mother. This is, this is a stupid saying. Cap? I mean, I just got on board with bet. Like, bet. Bet. I don't even, I don't oh, even know that one. Like a hat. Yep. That's cap. stupid. Yeah, like a baseball cap. It's just as equally as stupid. Ball cap. Okay, what? I called it a hat. All right, next. Welcome to the 2020s. It's stupid. It's getting dumber as I get older. <laughs> oh, shit. It's 2023 now. I know. Yeah, it works like that one at a time. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> Nick, with your okay. fun sayings. So I have Jamie. And Burks incredibly close. I ended up going with Jamison Williams here. Detroit's offense is incredibly pass heavy. Goff was airing the ball out. I know it's a little crazy to kind of hear. I mean, maybe we're getting used to it now. A year and of Goff actually airing the ball out and throwing the ball around. And I just think that's just going to be a, like a superpower offense with Jamison Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Who? And maybe Swift. 
<laughs> no, no, not him. <laughs> I think if you if you believe in JMO, you have to believe in Swift, and it's that they were slow rolling these guys because they're going to try to compete this year. So JMO breakout, Swift breakout compared to at least where he's being drafted now. I believe in both those, and you could argue his QB situation is better than ATL, Pitt, Green Bay, New Orleans, Jets. This could be a steal. This could end up being the most valuable wide receiver at the end of the year if all these teams flunk at fixing the QB position. Yeah, we might be clapping for you, Mike, with your amazing JMO pick right here. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't think that there's... A, I think there's a world where, where JMO and Amon Ra are both wide receiver ones in startups. <gasps> You're speaking my language. Uh, I know. Salt and vinegar chips and Amon Ra as a wide receiver one. Get out. I like JMO, but I liked Burks more, and Burks did a little bit more last year. I probably like Goff greater than Tannehill as far as just a QB for a one-year window, if that's just what you're looking at. I like Burks to probably lead the wide receivers and target share, where JMO, he's splitting with Amon. I know we don't talk about Amon very much. Yeah. <laughs> that split with Amon, with Amon could be a larger target share than Burks is getting. Because the pie is bigger. Yeah. If you got two pies and you got to split two pies, you're still going to get a pie. If you have a half a pie, you got to split that up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to um, make a bold prediction that Amon Ra is still the number one on his own. Amazing. And you guys are going to be like, damn it. We have to admit again that Noble was right. Anyways, I picked Burks with the next pick. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. You guys are deniers. It's fine. All right. For our consensus pick, anybody got someone they love? Dotson. Ooh, you like the Dotson? Dotson. All right, Noble. Just not not Pierce. And yeah, I don't think we can take James Cook, even though the GM keeps saying he's good at football. Mm, yeah. I think Dotson. Ooh, Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I think I got to go Dotson. Yeah. He was really good at getting in the red zone. Yeah. Wasn't Dotson like the number one wide receiver in Washington, like the first half of the season or something? Like four weeks or something? Yeah. 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 And then he got injured. I think he struggled with some injury, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And it was Washington. <laughs> they had the Heine liquor. I see people guessing that maybe somehow they cut Curtis Samuel because he's the second highest cap hit. But you also see that Howell is being hyped as the starting quarterback. They just said he's not. Huh? They just said today. He just said today, Rivera, he is not the starting quarterback. He's just like in the lead to be QB1 as of right now today. The mm, enemy. I thought he just said something about Hal being QB1. Yeah, I think it, they're basically insinuating that he's just the top quarterback they got right now going into the offseason. Yeah, well, they just cut Wentz. But uh, Rivera, just, Rivera just said that he is not our starter. Mm, well, but this is all pretty recent to Carson Wentz getting cut, so I guess we'll see how that goes there, but I can't find any really good reason to go after the, our running backs who could after the draft not be the best running back on their team. I'm rolling with Dotson here with you. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Double, you're up. I know. I'm looking over the list right now. I'm studying this intently. Am I crazy to go Wandale Robinson here? Yeah. Nope, that's the best wide receiver available. Okay, I'm gonna go Wandale. Wait, did you just say yeah? I'm crazy? I did. It's reaching over Pearson Cook and maybe how... Oh, it's too too far of a reach? It's maybe four picks from now. Okay, fine. (laughs) 
it's not unreasonable. It's the best wide receiver, and it's not close. No, I don't want to look like a stupid person. Yeah, I get I get Wandell now. Oh, yeah, because Papa wants Wandell. Oh, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> it's a good time to snipe. <laughs> that could be a fun conversation piece. Yeah. Now he was injured, yeah. but he should be back first half of the season. And who do they have right now? Richie James Hodgins. So like, isn't Wandale like? Isn't there an argument for him being like the top wide receiver? Uh, the top wide receiver at getting things from the bottom shelf at the grocery store. <laughs> Oh. He's like five. He's like five seven. So he's not like an alpha wide receiver. He's oh, going to be a slot receiver. Okay. So he's got okay. he's got to have that role to be relevant. They liked him so much they traded Tony. He can't play on the outside. He's not a big threat. He's an underneath guy. But what's going on with Damian Pierce? I don't feel like he was all that exciting. He wasn't, and he's a fourth round running back. Could be a Michael Carter. Exactly. So I don't know if I want him there. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> like yeah, they all suck. Well, maybe James Cook. It's not like we get. 24, like, set in stone, solid rookies every year where they're all good. Mm -hmm. we, we miss a lot of them. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go James Cook. Damn it, you took my pick. Well, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to get over it. I will. You just said you wanted Wandale Robinson. I'm not taking Wandale here. Okay, I'm going to go James Cook. Good pick. He was sort of a question mark. Like, where did he fit into Buffalo? Single scary was his competition, which we call him single scary for a reason, and he's a free agent. But James Cook came on at the end of the season and they started to give him more work and I liked what I saw and I love Buffalo. Like, I love the team of Buffalo. So, I think right now, given what the choices are, James Cook is the guy that I want to bet on. So, right now, it's kind of like you're you're making bets on players who you think might have something in the tank and I feel like James Cook could be that guy. So, I'm going James Cook. Very good. Thank you. We're in the range of running backs where it just depends on if they get one of the good free agents or good rookies or they don't will determine this running back's value. Yeah, I don't think they need one. They don't need a rookie. Just run with James Cook and make me happy. All right, Mike. I'm trying. I think I just sniped you. I'm sorry. I sniped Mike. I took his pick, so he needs... Oh, and there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh, what happened? You picked. I did? Yeah. Yeah, Sam Howell. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah, I did. Very nice. <laughs> so this is Mike's first time on the Sleeper app. <laughs> I got confused. You know, I took Sam Howell here. I'm the one who's supposed to get confused, not you. Riding with the offseason hype of him potentially being the starter in Washington. They got rid of Carson Wentz. Heineke is absolutely atrocious. Maybe he's the quarterback for at least a year. Or maybe he actually goes ahead and puts it together. I really wanted to like him going into the draft, but the no draft capital thing. I like Heineke. What do you like about Heineke? Can we not use the word atrocious when we're talking about Heineke? Even if you feel that way, can you be a little more gentle? because I like Heineke's story. You just like it that he has Heine in his name. Heine liquor. Yeah, he's a Heineken. <laughs> yeah. I just like that he's like this underdog character. You know me? I like the underdogs. I like kickers for goodness sake. Well, here's the underdog. Like, what was he? Drafted in the fifth round, yeah. third string quarterback on an awful football team with a terrible owner. Mm -hmm. So he was mocked in first the first round before the NFL draft last year, as was Isaiah Spiller, who we haven't even gotten to. Yeah. We won't. Might not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> but uh, Heineke's currently a free agent. They still could bring him back as the backup to somebody. But that's uh, as positively as I can spin that story. 
worry. I don't have a problem picking Hal here. And I guess that makes it a little easier for me because I'm going to go Damian Pierce. So real quick on Sam Howell, he was fifth round first off the block, off the board. Board. Fifth round <laughs> off the board number one. No, that makes no sense. Off the chopping okay. block. Oh, almost got it. One more time. <laughs> fifth round first pick off the board. Nailed it. In the NFL draft. In our draft tonight, he was the farthest down the draft board to be picked out of all the guys we've drafted here. Mm -hmm. And it was like that in rookie drafts too. Ritter, Willis, Corral, all getting picked ahead of Howell. Yeah, yeah. But second QB off the board here in the world's smartest fantasy people's league here, the ranked draft trade league, fake league. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a smart name. <laughs> Sounds so smart. <laughs> Obviously, Kenny Pickett being first QB off the board, Sam Howell being second. So what what is this pick? Because you know I don't do math. Where is this pick? 14. 202. 202. So quite a mover, Sam Howell. Yes. Yeah. Just fun facts. These are fun facts by Noble. Yeah. Howell has like the widest range of outcomes of any of the players. He could be worth this or he could be worth like absolutely nothing. Basically deep league stash only because the backups are, are rostered. Yeah. If he's not the starter, mm -hmm. he's worthless. Yeah. Right. Right. So where do you rank that person? It's like uh, towards the top and all, all the way there or rank him at his floor and avoid him. It's, yeah. He's a, he's a tough one to rank. There's a similar argument with the running backs with James Cook, like what you picked, and then Damian Pierce, what I picked here. They could very easily draft one of the decent running backs in this class or sign a free agent that splits work with Damian Pierce, and then suddenly he isn't getting 15 to 20-some carries a game because that's what's holding his value. Do they get better next year? Maybe. But as far as where we're at right now, even if he ends up just being a boring RB2 compliment that's probably pretty close to where he's going with the remainder of the players in the pool who would you pick next or instead of pierce papa next or instead of would you roll with uh noble's suggestion of wandale at this point no i think you i think you have to go pierce where you went i think there's a significant drop off after pierce except for maybe the pl only players anywhere close to here that i could i could see any kind of argument maybe brian robinson and then another player maybe desmond ritter just because they have the opportunities to be the starters on their teams. I'm a little lower on Brian Robinson than consensus, so I still have Pierce over him. Most people do. I just don't like the 402 capital. I think you should give him a shot. <laughs> Sorry, bad humor. Oh, Brian Robinson, you're terrible, Noble. Yeah. All right, for the for the <laughs> <Am I> fired. <laughs> no, we're doubling your pay. Brian Robinson, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got your pay doubled two weeks in a row. All right, so fourth pick is a consensus pick. Noble, who do you prefer out of these four that I'm about to give you? Tyler Algier, Isaiah Pacheco, Brian Robinson, or Desmond Ritter? I would go with the ice skating move. Not surprised. I could see it. I just think he's a fiery little guy and I love it. I love his enthusiasm. I love his desire to get out there and like kick some ass on the football field. And I love the fact that he's named after an ice skating move. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost. I love how he's almost something. Almost. He's almost something. He's so close. He's so close. <laughs> he's, his 10 to 15 points is almost exciting having in your running back slot. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's almost worth targeting in trades. It's fine. Yeah. Almost. And he's he's almost worth picking here. <laughs> he was the RB he was the RB one in the Super Bowl. There was only one other running back. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was an argument 
to be made about the wascally little wabbit of Wandale Robinson, but I don't know. That's who I would take. <laughs> Papa, who you got? This is so tough. At, the, at this point, we're just looking for, like, absolute upside, and as much as I love the New York Giants, I can't go Wandale here. He's just too small. He's too particular. Like, he has to be on the inside. He had a season-ending injury. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep taking those hits. I'll probably go with, like, Tyler Algier some, on a team that's just so bad. Maybe they don't drop a second-round pick on a running back or a third-round pick on a running back, and he puts up numbers. I feel like to listen to somebody say he, he's on a team that is just so bad when you're playing yeah. fantasy is like a really scary thing to be hoping for. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I look at the team like the Texans have so many picks that they could realistically take a running back in the first couple of rounds and at least at minimum compliment Pierce mm-hmm. or take a decent amount of the workload out. Mm-hmm. The Falcons have so many holes. They have one wide receiver, one tight end. Name another player on that team. On who? The Falcons. Oh, uh, my guy. Uh, he was the big long last name and he plays running back and wide receiver Cordero and I can't think Patterson. of his name right now. Cordero Patterson. A 32 year old kick returner. Here's my best case I can make for Wandale. In an alternate universe after week 11 where he got 13 targets, 9 catches and 100 yards. He's not injured and continues a similar pace to end the season. Where do you take Wandale Robinson? Oh easily earlier maybe just a couple Somewhere on Dotson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah like maybe like where Cook was. Mm-hmm. You know if that's the Upside, the downside, I suppose, is a lot worse being that he wasn't necessarily the prospect we were the highest on to begin with. But the fall off at wide receiver is huge at this point. Yeah. So, like, in this class specifically, if you knew you were going wide receiver, this would be the best wide receiver on the board. He would. But at the same time, the same fall off we're about to have with wide receiver, the Giants team had after him when he was on the field. There was nobody on that team. Like, it's great. He got 13. You know, he was targeted 13 times in a game. He had over 100 yards. He was the only guy they threw to. But there, there was no one else to throw it to. But is that even an even better case to be made for Wandale next year, where they had practice squad players and kick returners playing wide receiver? It's not like anybody else there. Even if they sign someone, he's still at worst, like the number two option. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could definitely make that argument there. If they just get somebody, get somebody for the outside, maybe another person, maybe get two receivers in, have him in the middle along with Bellinger, that could be great. Noble, I need you to make a tiebreaker. I'm not against going Wandale here. Wandale or Algier? Or Pacheco. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have any type of recollection nor attachment to Algier. Okay. So there was a phrase I learned as a wee lad, and it's that girls rule and boys drool or something yes. along those lines. Yeah, I like so that saying. we're uh-huh. going to go with Isaiah Pacheco as. No, uh, <laughs> you just took my pick! You <laughs> forced Noble to pick a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Damn okay, it. wait, Noble, Noble. What? Tyler Algier. Yes. 1,035 yard rushing as a rookie. Impressive. Almost five yards a carry. And guess what? Patterson's 32? At least. His his last four games, 22.6, 15, 7, 16, 5, 13, 5. Patterson in the last two seasons, and he arguably had an injury last season, but he was like... Not arguably. Oh, he definitely had one. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. And then he fell off at the end of the season. And so I think that happened again. And so obviously Algier was their go-to at the end of the season. Yep. It's all all they had. If you would have said to me, hey, what sport does Tyler Algier play and on what team? I would have been like. Obviously ice hockey for the Canucks. uh, 
I think he's a figure skater and he does couple skating and he does the Palm Janko. No, the figure skater went last pick. Who you got this one? All right. Well, just for the sake of moving this along, I, you know what? And because I feel bad for him because he's short and Mike is making short guy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you probably can't guess if you're listening to this, but I just think he's a wascally little wabbit and I willy like him and I think he's going to be really, really good. And that's Wandale Robinson. Who? Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to find him. He's so far down the list. I shouldn't be picking him. Why are there 92 Robinsons? <laughs> There's no way he's that far down. I had to just go right past him. 144. You probably spelled his name wrong. This is great radio. He's really okay. far down. Here you got a good search. Wow. I'm probably going to regret this pick at some point, but it's a mock draft. And so that's great because it means it's not real. I'm going to keep the faith on this to Nick's point of who the heck else is there going to be by default I think Wandale is going to be the man I mean he could be and that's literally the one position on uh, over on that side of the field that they don't need to address a receiver they have him on the underneath which is fantastic he's young he's quick yeah like maybe you can't even see him on the field the short guys are feisty and I think that should count for yeah. something Mike don't be such a short guy hater <laughs> Short guys need love on the football field, too. <laughs> yeah, I think you added on the football field. We'll see. It's love. <laughs> well... <laughs> I support your pick. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad somebody does. And I like Robinsons and all varieties, especially the Wandale ones. Yeah, like doing so. Just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like Papa's pick next as comparable, just at a different position. Yeah, it's the best running back left. I went with Tyler, Tyler Algier. Um, he could easily be replaced next season, taking him on the upside that he's the guy there. They have too many holes to fill and maybe don't bring in too much competition. Uh, he did rush for over 1,000 yards his rookie season very quietly not many people even realize that all right hello mr robinson <laughs> da, 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 da. you knew i had to break into something da, da, da. is it mr or mrs it's mrs robinson, it's mrs it? yeah robinson. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. you know the story of mrs robinson mm-hmm. there's the bluesy mrs robinson and then there's the that's the bluesy one i don't know the words i don't know the words the the other one is the oh no that's mrs jones <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm getting my old ladies confused right now yeah okay back to your regularly scheduled program <laughs> oh what you're saying is this Bijan is- robinson yep i picked Bijan robinson y'all are fools you passed on him <laughs> <laughs> got him at the 207 <laughs> <laughs> I like sort by alphabetical drafts. All right, so I actually hate this pick. I don't actually want Brian Robinson, but it's probably where I would rank him where he's at right now. I prefer Gibson. I hope that bringing in a new OC sparks Gibson, that he's like the McKinnon for that offense or something along those lines. But, you know, Brian Robinson did okay during certain games, didn't do great in other games, didn't flash like really high upside. But if you're taking players who are going to have fantasy relevance, I'm pretty confident that he's going to have at least some, even though his ceiling might be lower than a few of the guys taken after him as far as how valuable they might be for your fantasy team. Nice. Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. Heck of a guy. All right. So this is the consensus pick. Who are our 
choices, Nick. So some of those guys here for our consensus pick. You want a tight end? You want Ritter? I never want a tight end. Ritter, quarterback, possibly starting. The only one on the roster. See, I argue the point of never wanting a tight end because I always want a tight end. Mm-hmm. Loose ones are fine too, but I'm going to agree with Papa here, with Ritter here, and we'll let... Oh, God, is it back to me? Mm-hmm. Can you just stop coming back to me? <laughs> I don't like any of these picks. Well, this is the last time, so that will be, in fact, the case. Okay, okay, okay. I can do it one more time. All right, let me look. Where are we? We've got all the Robinsons are off the board. Wait, who's going to take Brock Purdy? <laughs> Not I, said the fly. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to pass on that. Oh, you know what? I'm going to really screw up your world. Okay. I'm going to do this, and Mike is going to hate this pick, and I don't care. Okay. Because it makes for good conversation, and somebody once told us that having more controversy in a podcast is better. So I'm going to create some controversy, especially in light of what you just said. You're going to hate this pick so much, and I don't care. I still love you anyway. Freaking Greg Dulcich. Oh, I took the tight end. That's my top player available. I was totally ready to flame you. <laughs> oh, you were ready to flame me? Who did you think I was going to pick? I don't know. Probably somebody terrible the way you set it up. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to take uh, Sky Moore. Skyler Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Gaskin, you guys. I'm taking Miles Gaskin because somewhere on some planet yeah. in my world, he's still a rookie. <laughs> yeah, fired. All right, Papa. <laughs> so, yeah, I probably would get fired. I liked Greg Dulcich. I felt like he kept being talked about, <laughs> even though he wasn't like putting up huge numbers. He had an identity out there on the field in a role, even though he might not have been putting up a ton of fantasy football points week to week. He fit into Denver's scheme nicely. We know from listening to this podcast that tight ends take a few years to prime, right? So not until they're in their late 20s do the tight ends prime. And so Greg Dulcich is 22 years old. He's young and he already had a role out there and he got used. There's only up to go from there. He's a tight end that I would like to have priming on my roster. Yep. You and your primers. Was that good? Was that a good explanation of Greg Dulcich? I like it. I like my primers. I'm uh, curious if Sean Payton likes Okwegbunam more than Dulcich. No. Pretty productive rookie season when tight ends typically don't have those. I, I like Dulcich. I like him too. I like him a lot. Like I like him more than his fantasy value showed. I like him too. I mean, a Sean Payton offense obviously going to be upward trajectory. He missed seven games, still put up five tight end one games. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you didn't hate my pack. I don't hate anything. It's not like he took like Spiller here. Oh, Mike. He's such a lo- Mike is such a lover. He's not a hater. He's a lover. All right, Mike, who's your lover in your last pick of this amazing rookie draft? Uh, a player I was very high on going into last year in the second round, Alec Pierce. It was really rough last year with Matt Ryan, but he did show some spark. Still had over 500 yards his rookie year, but I think he's the best wide receiver left on the board at this point. I think that's probably something I can agree with. I am still sliding Alec Pierce down quite a bit further. I mean, his situation can't get worse. (laughs) You hope? I mean, there's only up to go from here. (laughs) Like, I mean, like they could re-sign Wentz. Oh, wait, this is premium. I could have won McBride. I could have won Bellinger. So this is the point where I make you pick and then I tell you it's tight end premium. Yeah. And I went with Trey McBride. With Ertz getting hurt late in the season last year, Trey McBride could start the season this year for the Cardinals. And if he came out hot, then he's a 23-year-old tight end that did some production in his rookie year. And then the guy ahead of him is just turned 
turning 32. So I like Trey McBride, especially in a tight end premium. He's one of the like middle ones where if it fell perfectly, I might end up actually getting him. Or I bought him at the trade deadline last season in a handful of deals in leagues where I didn't have a tight end and I couldn't get a top one. But yeah, uh, I'm ready to be the Trey McGroom to the Trey McBride. I was going to say he's the bride, not the bridesmaid this time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You beat me to the pun. I knew it. I was like, <laughs> Nick has got to have some kind of a bride's <laughs> bridesmaid pun for this. <laughs> Those early games are going to be so exciting with, you know, like McCoy at quarterback. Yeah. Good pick. You know, I love a good tight end. All right. To finish out this mock draft and to round out this podcast for the evening, although we all know you're having so much fun, you wish it could last all day, but unfortunately we only have so much time. We're probably right there out of it. We've got one last consensus pick to finish out our draft. So maybe give three choices or so and we'll pick. I'm going to rattle off some options here and then I'm going to ask Papa who his top three are. I'm going to vote Jake. Okay. Okay. All right. So Matt Corral technically is the only wide, only quarterback on the Panthers right now. They're probably going to get one, bring one in, but technically he would be like the starter right now. Brock Purdy ended the season as the starter, even though injury surgery could knock him out for a year. Malik Willis was someone who was drafted above all these quarterbacks in rookie drafts last year. Played a little bit. It wasn't great what we saw. It didn't thrill us with Willis. <laughs> and uh, with Tannehill probably there next year... I don't know, maybe a late season he could potentially try to start again, but not super confident there. And that's your quarterbacks. Would you put any of the, those quarterbacks in your top three available, Mike? No. Yep. No, I'm not interested in any of the upside of those quarterbacks. Gotcha. I mean, I understand, like, the Purdy hype, like, to an extent. I just wasn't excited by anything I saw on the field there. If they really wanted a game manager, they could have just kept Jimmy and never drafted Trey Lance in the first place. So I just really don't think that, especially with the injury Purdy starts next year, I, I think he's earned himself a great backup gig for a while just on that performance alone but I just don't see the upside with him Malik Willis just looked absolutely awful this year there's no situation or any game or any play where I kind of looked at him and was like yeah that's that's a guy he's not taking Ryan Tannehill's job it, if somebody takes Ryan Tannehill's job it's going to be somebody else it's not going to be Malik Willis it makes me sad what about Matt Corral though <laughs> he could be mystery of the unknown it, it's it's so unknown there I mean he couldn't beat out Baker Mayfield they got rid of Baker Mayfield he, could, he couldn't beat out Darnold they tried to replace Darnold with Baker Mayfield. They're throwing every dart they can at quarterback. I really think they got to, at this point, just kind of go in on first-round quarterback or pick up a free agent at this point. That's just not... Don't go get Zach Wilson. Destined to not be the best QB on the roster. So what we're saying is he is golden corral caliber? Pretty much. Like, as far as... Like, since this is tight end premium, I mean, my top three would probably be Bellinger, Chig, and Sky Moore at this point for the 212. I think Sky Moore should see more involvement next year. I know it was really low, and I'm going into the rookie drafts last year. I just wasn't as high as consensus on it. Now at the point where he's kind of dropping into like third round value, I think this is a good value for him. They might not re-sign Juju. They could get rid of MVS. There's a lot of things that could happen in Kansas City, but <laughs> he is under contract. He's not going anywhere. They didn't invest significant capital in him. He did show up a little bit in the playoffs there, so could see him in a decent role on that team. Chig looked good where he could. Definitely better than Hooper. He was a de decent part of the passing attack over there, and Bellinger was just like a solid part, a primary piece 
that offense whenever he was on the field, either red zone threat or just kind of open over the field, especially with like Wandell out and having nobody else on the field. He was putting up good numbers for what was, what was he, like a fifth round tight end? Fourth. Fourth round? Yep, 4.07. So it's it's interesting in your comparing these players to look at Sky Moore's draft position in the rookie draft at second round draft pick compared to the other players you're talking about. So naturally, Sky Moore, I mean, you would think he would be a higher caliber player, I guess, value-wise. He could be. We just didn't get to see a lot of him. So when you don't see anything happen or he's not part of an offense, you start to suspect, well, maybe he's not good or he's not fitting in over there or he's not progressing well. We just didn't see much of him on a team that won the Super Bowl. He did get a touchdown. He did. He did get a touchdown. And apparently he ran the wrong route or something or or he lined up. He went out on a high. Yeah. (laughs) So we we don't really know there. He made sure to make our world in fantasy really interesting in the offseason. Yes. Well, I think at this point, it's kind of a toss-up. I mean, this is absolutely a dart throw pick. Um, It's just trying to figure out which player is in the best position to have the best chance at some sort of relevance on a team. Is that pretty fair? Who do you prefer, Noble? I mean, I I like... Do you want Zamir White or do you love Jacobs too much? Oh, yeah, Zamir White. We didn't see a whole lot of him either, didn't we? Nope. Josh Jacobs really was their go-to, so we never really got to see Zamir White do much, and we didn't know going into last season, was Josh Jacobs even going to have a role? I mean, people were avoiding him like the plague, and then it was like, whoa, where did Josh Jacobs come from? Although, I've always liked Josh Jacobs, just saying. All right, so he didn't pick up the fifth year. He's a free agent, but he could be franchise tagged, and he said he'd play under the franchise tag. Okay, so in that situation, then I still feel like Josh Jacobs is their Mm go-to. I I don't know that I feel like Zamir White is going to take on much more of a role. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think uh, I I would take my chance on Sky Moore. So I don't have a problem with that. Or Bellinger. If this was tight end premium, I'm taking probably one of these tight ends. Two people who we didn't talk about would be Isaiah Likely. If somehow they don't bring in good wide receivers, they re-sign Lamar. We're on a similar offense, Likely maybe, but really I like Bellinger a lot more than Likely. Uh, I like Chig. He did what he did on a low snap percentage, but if somehow he could dominate that and make Hooper irrelevant, I could like him more. We didn't mention Jelani Woods, who is a freak of nature, who, if the Colts get a decent quarterback, have a better passing attack next year, maybe he could be more exciting. But yeah, I don't know. With with Sky Moore, it was like, man, either you were going to, that was going to work or that wasn't going to work. I don't know if it's going to get better. I'm pessimistic with Sky Moore. So for me personally, I would prefer Dan Bellinger out of all this. Apparently, I'm a Giants fan today. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't disagree with Bellinger. I like Bellinger as well, so I could definitely get on board with that pick. I mean, they broke his face and he came back and played well. Yeah. I mean, that's a beast, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can make this a league with benefits. And with that's, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. A league with benefits. This sounds dirty. We just centered the OnlyFans part of the show. <laughs> it's like a league, but with benefits. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
but it sounds scandalous. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our last year's rookie going into this season draft. So values in comparison from last year to this year. I, I always really enjoy these mock drafts because it puts into perspective just how far players can either rise or fall. Mm-hmm. So in some players kind of remain the same. I mean, I think Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall were the first two running backs off the board in rookie drafts last season, right? Yes. Yeah. So they didn't really move much. I mean, I think they were kind of the go-to guys. I think quarterbacks, it was just a strange quarterback rookie class. Mm -hmm. So Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback off the board in the NFL draft and obviously first off the board in our draft tonight. So that, that didn't change much. But yeah, interesting stuff. This always is, this is, this perspective is always very interesting to me. Mike, what's your observations? It seems like the running backs really, it really matters their draft capital. You see it all the time in the mocks and as you go forward in the rookie drafts. It doesn't matter what the, what a running back does their rookie year. If they don't have the draft capital and the potential for the fifth year option, everything locked up, they just fall. I mean, look at Damian Pierce put up a good season. Pacheco put up a decent season. Algier put up a decent season. Brian Robinson put up a decent season and they all kind of fell from their like rookie spots and did more than you could have ever expected a second round rookie pick to do and then guys like Rashad White just had that situation that kind of pushes them up forward but the wide receivers all kind of at least stayed close to where they were or went up they seem to you know they were a lot safer of picks it looks like so my observations were of our top 12 picks three of them were pretty much either very late first or early seconds and that's it it's either they were a first round pick or they were an early second that was the latest all top 12 so as far as top 12 to 14 15 rankings those are pretty accurate as long as you dodge the potholes which would be like sky more for example so going into next year you know how many of these late seconds panned out algier was a late second early third wandale late second early third brian robinson was the third damian pierce was an early second and he was what the 15th player off the board here sam howell he was also a late first yeah sam howell was the fifth quarterback in post nfl draft rookie drafts pre-nfl draft rookie drafts sam hell was a first round pick in all those mocks and then now he's the second quarterback going into this season but that's based purely on projection and at the moment ritter's up here and that's not even really like weighting heavily the fact they cut mariota today we still could just as easily bring in a uh, better quarterback but you gotta like that and i'm kind of surprised we got some tight ends sneaking in here to what would be the end of the second round of our redraft the 2022 class just wasn't that deep as far as just the running back well the quarterbacks of what really did it. if we had a few first round quarterbacks this probably would have changed things i don't think it's really expected that you have tight ends kind of just floating up like this their rookie year it's not like we had any first round tight ends go nope and trey mcbride was the consensus tight end one coming into this season and then now Delsich goes above him which i don't think is crazy no they're they're all close enough bellinger later in the draft season he started creeping into rookie drafts and he was pretty consistently like a fourth round pick in those yeah he was definitely a lot of people's dart throws because they didn't have anybody else it was nice mm-hmm. like guys who we didn't even touch would be like romeo dobbs pierre 
Armstrong, Jalen Warren, David Bell, all guys who were taken in the, or at least close to the top couple rounds. Jalen Tolbert. Taquan Thornton. Yeah, Thornton was a consistent third round pick and he's not even close. Mechie. Mechie was a late second, early third, but obviously exterior circumstances. It's, it's pretty gross. And then Isaiah Spiller is the biggest one because he was like a top three, four pick in all drafts before the NFL draft or before the combine at least. And then falling all the way up into irrelevancy. Something to consider when you're looking at this year's rookie class, which right now the combine's going on. So we'll be going into rookies in the next episode and potentially talking about some upcoming free agents or maybe that might be after that. But this episode here was the rookie redo and without Noble here, I'm wondering if maybe I should hope that everyone's fantasy dreams came true on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we lost Noble, so I guess I'm gonna get you out of here. Make sure you follow at RankDraftTrade on Twitter, RankDraftTrade.com, which I haven't updated in a while, but that's it. It shows all the podcasts as they come out. If that's something you're into, I suppose. Uh, It'd be easier if you followed us, because we can see that, and I can see when you guys download the podcast. So, if you do that, and don't even listen, that make me perfectly happy. We appreciate you coming out. Peace, love, and prosper. See you in a couple weeks. And see you semi-weekly, maybe not weekly. Yeah, bi-weekly. Good night. Yes. (laughs)